everybody, and welcome to Sing to the Lord, the podcast that breaks down how the Lutheran hymnody is preaching the gospel. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. What you're hearing is the hymn, If You But Trust in God to Guide You. Welcome back to Sing to the Lord. We have our wonderful guests with us this week, Lars Olson and Zachary Brockhoff. Thanks for being here, both of you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Mason. Just a reminder, uh, I, I may be welcome here, but it, Zachary is the the really honored guest. I'm just mm, I'm just uh, the extra, eye candy. Yeah, yeah the eye, eye candy for a podcast. For a podcast. Uh, <laughs> for a podcast, exactly. Yes. <laughs> the only one I'm qualified for. Yes, this face week, for radio, right? Yes, <laughs> face <laughs> for radio. <laughs> Greatest compliment you could ever have. We are talking about if you but trust in God to guide you on the most appropriate time, because we're talking about the temptation of Jesus. So, yeah, the temptation of Jesus comes up almost every year when we're uh, entering Lent. And, uh, um, and so Zachary's going to... Tell us a little bit about this hymn, if if you but trust in God to guide you. Zachary, when was this, when was this hymn written? Um, it was written in the midst of the Thirty Years' War. So I thought, um, for one, that the history of the hymn, even if you um, don't bother singing it, is interesting to just consider in light of the the text because it's a time where um, our hymn writer was no doubt questioning whether the devil was winning. Um, <laughs> and who actually had power here right. uh, in the world. And, and so, um, in, in that context alone, it's a wonderful hymn of faith and what's in the title, trust, um, in, in what God has actually promised to do. Um, though it, it doesn't necessarily reference temptation, you know, for Lent. We don't get anything about chocolate bars or, you know, <laughs> staying on your diet and resisting whatever temptation we think uh, we might have. Um, but but it is a, it's a wonderful hymn of trust in what God has promised to do in the midst of difficulty, um, which I think is at the heart of what we're talking about this weekend, so... I mean, Coca-Cola wasn't around then, but uh, I know, which some, is a something real about shame. giving up uh, meat or anything yeah, like this. Yeah, I nothing? know, nothing like that. Oh, amazing. Yep. So, um, but he writes really just in the midst of death <laughs> and right. destruction and, uh, <laughs> and says, um, uh, let's see what God's going to do. Uh, God's actually said something. And, and so it's a, it's a great hymn of comfort. Um, a couple of years ago, I was instructed by uh, the pastor at the time that... Uh, uh, we needed to only sing hymns of comfort during Lent, and so uh, we did. We did sing this um, almost every week because um, because it is that. Yeah, actually, I mean, your question um, is: God have any power, or is the devil really ruling things? is is a constant question for people because all we see around is the devil actually. Um, pretending to rule things, right? Sure. Um, and, and the powers of the world that, that, are, that are fighting and, and uh, actually driving. Power is what drives finally to death, right? We finally come to kill one another. And uh, so we're always wondering, where is God in all of this? Right. And uh, exactly what you're saying, um, that 
faith is where God is for us. Uh, that we have to trust that God is actually in control, not just um, kind of, you know, fighting the devil for control or something. Sure. Like yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and and really, how how wonderful this week um, to know. Uh, that the devil can use all sorts of things to to do this, including God's own uh, word, right? Right. <laughs> so, so we trust this word, but the devil's going to turn around and said, "Let me let me tempt you with some scripture," you know. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, anyway, yeah, I think it's a, a helpful hymn, and you know, the first stanza in a lot of ways for me um, after. Um, just reading the the gospel text where the devil is saying, if you are the son of God and if you are uh, who God has has said you are, right, in, mm-hmm. in Jesus' baptism. We talked about this a, a number of weeks ago now um, where Jesus is baptized and then driven into the wilderness. And of, of course, so it's, it's in this context that the devil's questioning these things. But the hymn seems to do that at the beginning too. Um, if you trust in God, and it sounds like um, if you do this, um, God will reward you, right? Yeah. Then God stands with you. But I think um, instead of this, um, you, I, we have to hear this in a, in, a, in a different way. And that is that God stands there uh, in the midst of our inaction, <laughs> in the midst of our uncertainty. Um, God is there. Um, actually with, with something to say. And the, the latter half of stanza one helps us with this, that God's love is unchanging, that God's uh, love is the rock that won't move. Um, and, and that specifically when, when crosses come, when the trying days come, this is where God actually is. This is where we find God um, in faith. Yeah, I like I like the way you're putting that. And of course, if is always a difficult thing because sinners love to hear if and then turn everything back to themselves rather than mm-hmm. hearing what the stanza is saying, which is trust in God. Mm-hmm. And that if actually like I really like the way you said that that if um in the stanza is actually turning around what what the devil is saying uh in the scripture, right? So that it's not if you do this, if you do this, but here it is just no, not uh, fall into this temptation, but if you just trust in God to guide you. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's taking even those words of, of the devil and turning them back into faith. If you can hear it that way, rather than hearing it as, if you do it if right. If you do it, God will mm-hmm. somehow show up. Exactly. Right. I mean, I know one congregation or one pastor that refuses to sing this hymn simply because of, uh, it, it sounds like, uh, if God, you know, if you do this, God will do that. But um, th- that robs people of a wonderful hymn here. So. And by its very nature, trust, you can't choose to trust somebody. I mean, trust is a, a secondary thing. I mean, after you gained experience mm. with God provides, God's provide, God provides, you trust that, oh, God's going to provide. Sure. You don't just randomly one day be like, I now choose to trust that God will provide. Right. It's <laughs> not a, the whole idea of faith and trust is one of that is not within your choice, uh, which really changes the idea of what if means in those situations, right? It's not a conditional if, it's sure. It's more of a, uh, because you trust in God to guide you, mm-hmm. uh, you will find that God is faithful. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, the rest of the stanzas um, start to tell us a little bit what this faith in God brings, right? In, in the midst of temptations and, and difficulty and for, for our hymn writer, death, right? A war on all sides. Hmm. Um, that, you, that you are, um, despite the fact you're baptized, you're still in the, in the middle of uh, hell on earth at times. <laughs> 
And um, so there will be anxious weeping, helpless anger, there's distress, but these things are not uh, what we trust, um, that God has given us something beyond all of that, um, uh, that to which we can turn. So, um, and, and specifically, again, it, it, in the second stanza, it points us again to the cross um, that brings us safe through, through all of these temptations. So, um, in that way, at a time in Lent where we, where we, many congregations are going to pull out a cross and put it somewhere central in, in the sanctuary, um, this hymn seems to, to point us there too, which is great because a lot of them don't, right? You can sing a lot of hymns that have nothing to, don't mention Jesus Christ or the cross. <laughs> and this one does that a couple times in the first two stanzas. Well, and imagine even just uh, how this connects to the cross, where the cross really is about losing all things, including power, empower, sure. including your power, right? Christ is giving up all of these things in order to give you a promise. Um, then, and uh, that's what he—that's what it finally says at the end. Through all this, you'll find that God's promise is true, rather than um, just one more thing to to lose. Uh, right. and finally, the promise is what actually death, the world, you. Uh, uh, the devil, anybody cannot handle, cannot control the promise. It's just simply given by yeah. God. The other thing I'd just say musically, this hymn, I think, works um, in a variety of contexts in worship. So it works as a, a nice stately tune to sing at the beginning. Um, it, ha it has that quality about it. Um, but it also, uh, at certain, a, a slightly faster tempo, can work um, as almost a dance. Um, and so um, I, li I like to uh, to experiment with that, right? Um, given its place in worship and and what it might um, how how the sermon uh, might highlight a certain portion of of this weekend's scripture, um, whether it's the sure and certain hope you might play it a, a, a particular way, or perhaps the promise in the midst of difficulty and the joy that that brings. You could you could paint these texts for for lack of a better phrase in, in different ways. So I think musically it offers some options that not every every sturdy hymn, you know, yeah. <laughs> of, of certain faith does. I think that's, uh, I mean, you're, you're not suggesting we dance during Lent, are you, Zachary? I don't know, maybe. Just musically, I think, just, I think musically, Musically, yes. yeah. I, I actually think in Lent, you, you fall into the, the, the danger of making it kind of dirge-like, uh, rather, oh, yeah. rather than yep. being this joyful trust that comes uh, because God is walking you through the temptations of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that struck me about this hymn was um, the final stanza. Um, it it seems to tell us yet that there's something we need to do, right? Where it tells us, um, okay, sing and pray and keep God's ways and then offer your service mm -hmm. uh, faithfully. Um, almost hearkening back to that first stanza where we're saying we have we have work to do here. But I think that really just speaks to the reality of um, – where people are going to find themselves on a Sunday morning, right? Surrounded by a lot of cares of the world, um, getting to church on time, right? <laughs> Keeping the family from hitting each other in the car, uh, the, the, the real things of life. Um, and that we're going to sing and pray in the midst of those. And in the, in the mundane times of life, um, you can trust this promise, right? Um, and I think there's something nice about that too, for people just standing around singing together. Yeah. I mean, what does it mean to offer your service faithfully? Well, it means to believe what Christ has done for you, uh, to serve 
with that faith, knowing that whatever you're doing, you're doing it faithfully, not because you had to do it, or if you don't, it's not going to fall, but faithfully offer your service saying, uh, Christ has done all this so that I am free now to, to serve my neighbor rather than it's all on me to do this. Um, so I think it matters that that's the last stanza mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. it comes after uh, um, talking about the cross and what Christ has done so that you can say, I can offer this faithfully, not as a... Um, God is waiting for me to do it. Sure. Or right. God is waiting if I do it. Right. But rather, uh, I can trust in this and offer my service faithfully now, knowing that um, when I serve my kids fighting in the car or yelling <laughs> in the pew or whatever, uh, that I'm offering that service faithfully, trusting that all of this has been accomplished by Christ. Yeah. So I think it's flexible in that way, too. Um, so a, a lot of the hymns we've, or some of them we've talked about so far in this podcast have been um, more specific to scripture, but I think this one, um, uh, you can sort of bend and shape in the way you need to, to, to fit the, the sermon for the day. So I, I think it fits really well, actually, yeah. with the temptation to say uh, God is um, uh, not just leaving you to the temptation to, mm-hmm. to fight it on yourself. Yeah. What other hymns could you sing on this Sunday, even though this one does fit or can fit? Sure. Depending on how you, you're preaching, but what other um, options do you have? Well, I would say the, the hymn we're looking at, I hope everybody sings at some point uh, <laughs> during the year because it's one that's often neg- neglected. It's not in a, in a seasonal section of the hymnal. However, if, uh, if you choose something else, the, the hymn of the day that is actually um, suggested in worship resources um, and fits quite well uh, that everybody knows is a mighty fortress um, is our God and particularly um, the the third stanza with hordes of devils filling the land that's that's one that has been passed down for many many years now um, in various uh, worship circles right in planning for this particular weekend um, and and fits quite well um, the other is from the Lenten section of the hymnal, ELW 319, o, o Lord, throughout these 40 days, which is a little bit more of a recounting of Jesus' temptation um, and our relationship to that. Um, for something that's maybe we don't associate as strongly with Lent, uh, but but is another hymn of trust in the midst of challenge, uh, would be How Firm a Foundation. Um uh, which speaks to fiery trials and all these sorts of things and what God is going to do for us um, in the midst of, of difficulty. So I think whether it's something familiar or uh, uh, that we, we sometimes exclusively uh, deal with at Reformation and we think Luther wrote it for Reformation weekend. <laughs> uh, no, this can, this can work in other places. So I, th- I think that's all uh, a good, good opportunity to sing some, some really uh, wonderful texts. Thanks for joining us this week on Sing to the Lord. Check the show notes for Zachary's stanza-by-stanza commentary 
as well as a list of other hymns we recommend. See you next week.